radio program, Lunch with Listeners, brought to you by the Other Coast Cafe. Three great locations across the Seattle area. You've got the Ballard location. That's kind of my home base for me, Queen Anne, and also uh, Capitol Hill. You can go to the Other Coast Cafe right now. Order yourself the Diana Cuban Spice Pork Lettuce Pickled Onion Peppercini Balsamic Mayo. Does that not sound good? The Diana? The Diana. The nice. Italiano Roast Beef Salami Provolone Lettuce Tomato Mayo Mustard Olive Oil and Vinegar. The Bullet Bacon Lettuce Tomato Balsamic Mayo. There's mine. I like that one. The Raging Cajun, which is, of course, the most popular sandwich they have at the Other Coast Cafe. Cajun turkey, pepper jack cheese, tomato, onion, spicy salsa mayo. Mm. It's cousin. It's a little bit hotter gas. The Detonator. (laughs) (laughs) Cajun turkey, habanero mayo, habanero jack, pepper chinis. And then they pour Tabasco right in your mouth while you're eating it, right? Yeah. You don't like meat? How about the, the Carla and Ben? What's the Carla and Ben? I, I like a good veggie Garlic sandwich. roasted cauliflower provolone kale onion and pesto sandwich. Mm, I'm Interesting. Not a, not a huge cauliflower guy, yeah. but I would try that definitely. Yeah. I had this the uh, last time I was in there chatting with uh, Emily and Dean. I had this the other day. Uh, the Electric Wizard. It's applewood smoked ham, mm-hmm. smoked mozzarella, balsamic mayo, tomato, and onion. Nice. How about that? Other Coast Cafe. They also have salads and soups there uh, as well. Other Coast Cafe locations in Ballard, Queen Anne, and Capitol Hill. Lunch with listeners. We spend this segment with you coming up at the bottom of the hour. Priceless audio from head Cougars football coach Mike Leach that you don't want to miss. The Pirate, the Buccaneer. The pirate pirate uh, sounding off on a sport near and dear to my heart. Not a big fan. Uh, Seahawks number one draft priority. We had a poll question up or earlier today in the show. Number one draft uh, priority: running back, wide receiver, I guess, skill position player, right? Um, offensive line, no D line. Defensive. We kind of all agree that we think the offensive line is not something they're going to draft for since they've made a couple of moves. Yes, and seem to be solidified more it, than they have been in the past. Here's the deal: it may be crappy. But it, I think they've got all their guys. Yeah. Uh, right. I think they are kind of stuck with defensive line, secondary, or trade. And, of course, trade is a huge runaway winner here in the trade capital yeah. of the free world. 52% say trade and get more picks. Uh, people that want to use the picks, say 90% say get a get a run, running back or wide receiver. So there it is. Uh, number one, what is the priority for the Seahawks draft, which starts next week? And, again, we have the uh, the Mahler-Millen mock draft, which is next Wednesday at Dino's Pub. Great spot. Go up there, say hi to Charlie and everyone that works there. I'm, I'm telling you, that they do a great job, especially Hugh, because Hugh takes it. I mean, this is his prep work. This is Yeah, Hugh, you don't screw around. For his coverage on Thursday and Friday, mm-hmm. is it? and he gives you detailed information on all of these picks. He does an amazing job, on, and Softy's just there. And, uh, and then Thursday, <laughs> Friday, uh, will be wall-to-wall coverage. We are the only radio station in town. In fact, we are the only radio station in town. I'm not sure why anybody else listens to anything else. That is actually going to be on the air talking about the draft Thursday and Friday and Saturday. There's no other radio station that's doing that. So that, there you a, go. That's outstanding that this okay. has worked out this way. This is all we're doing. You want to go hit the baseball round? Fine. We're actually talking NFL draft coverage Thursday, Friday, and Saturday on an actual radio station. And for a, let me tell you something, for a local, I'm, I'm not sure there'd be a local station anywhere in the country that could give you a one-two punch of knowledge like Millen 
and softly. Oh, it's it's yeah. I mean, that's that's two pretty solid guys. Look, if we're all flapping around, going, hey, I'm going to do this. Like, oh, we're just we're paid to have opinions and we're paid to be entertaining. Here are two guys who actually know a little bit about what's going we on. We are there to literally just set those guys up. Right. Tony is an exec that has been in the war room, has been in the front office, has made picks, has evaluated players, and he was the smartest individual I've ever met. Well, Who knows everything about football? Let's not get carried away. I, he's, he's amazing. So uh, <laughs> what is the, the number one draft priority for the Seahawks for participating? You get a gift card at the Other Coast Cafe. 286-9595-1-800-829-0950. As always, you start off uh, by telling us what you were having for lunch. We head up north and we grab uh, Jim. Jim, welcome to the show, Lunch with Listeners. Uh, what are you uh, munching on today, my friend? Lunch today, and it's not necessarily what it was, but where it came from. It's okay. plain simple ham and cheese, but it came from the eighth hardware of all places in Edmonds. Huh. Eclectic grocery store, and they have since uh, changed ownership for the change of the building from uh, that to a hardware store that happens to still have their deli and some grocery. <laughs> for, those, for, the, for those who know old school Edmonds, it is incredibly old school, Edmonds, and we're following it up, of course, because you can't be totally healthy. Some good and plenty licorice. Oh, this is, you know, Jim, you you have um, you have uh, I think given us the best lunch I think we've ever received here on Lunch with yeah. Listeners. A ham and cheese sandwich from a hardware store and a box of good and plenty. Good my God, Jim, I love you, I, and I'd like to trade places with you right now, Jim. All but, right, boy, if you had a half pint of early times to wash it all down with, I'd say that's a lunch of the year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jim, uh, huge Seahawks fan draft is next week. What, what do you think of the priority for this football team is as they, uh, they get underway in, in retooling this roster next Thursday? Well, after hearing our boys talk about the offensive line uh, earlier uh, a couple days ago in the morning, I'm kind of okay with that. So uh, okay. I'm going to kind of go chalk. And I want to see when I'm sitting up there in the nest in my seats, I want to see somebody big and fast beating up some left tackle off the end for the defensive line. Okay, a defensive line, a defensive end, pass rusher, and that was one of the choices that we that we put on our poll. That yeah, with the loss, you think of it. I mean, no more Michael Bennett. We have no idea about Cliff Aver, what his future is with his neck injury, whether or not he's going to be able to play football again. Uh, Malik McDowell is done. I mean, that's the report. He's not gonna he's not gonna play for you. Suddenly, a strength of yours that has been the last few years, Gaz is no longer a strength for you. No, not at all. And and it's uh, uh, it, I, I think it, it very well will be where they might look because while wide receiver and running back is always kind of sexy, it, it's it's hard, I think, to, to – and it just depends on where they're going to be and whether they're going to trade down and all that. Right. But uh, you can go to, by the way, at Gasman206 if you'd like to vote right now while you're enjoying lunch with listeners and, and vote in today's poll to make your vote and your voice heard. All right, uh, so 286-9595-1-800-829-0950. Lunch with listeners brought to you by Other Coast Cafe. Draft starting next week for the Seahawks. What is the number one priority uh, for the Seahawks as we get ready uh, for the draft? And I would say, too, as we before we get back to the phones, gases, I do think this is their biggest draft since they've been here. You mentioned that earlier, and I think it's it's legit. Because they have, you know, they started off, obviously, with great picks. And the first three years were amazing. They have, I mean, they've taken a step back. I mean, what's the draft class with Britt? I think Britt's the only one left from that class. Now, Softy's been banging that, and they, they looked it up. I mean, it's, you know, with McDowell last year. Jermaine Fetty's still a question mark. Right. You know, well, whether or not he's actually going to be a starter in this league. They have not done well in the draft the last few years. And for the first time since 2011, they're going to be coming off a season where they didn't go to the postseason, and that's yeah. okay unless it leads into another season where you don't go to the postseason. 
And and you know, the, the love affair between a team and a town cools oh, quickly yeah. when you're not winning. And that's not just Seattle. That's actually most cities. Uh, you stop building your day around the games. You stop going to the games. You get rid of your season tickets. If, if they're not winning, that not everybody. Look, it's like the Hawks are going to go belly up if they don't make the playoffs. But it, the, the slip happens fast, and that's another reason. that They need to get a... They kind of need a new star to create some new narratives, too, because the narrative is going to be, if they struggle next year and they don't have a star out of this draft, the narrative is going to be, well, see, they got rid of Bennett, and they got rid of Sherman, right. and they got rid of Chancellor, and they got rid of all these guys. Schneider really doesn't know what he's doing, and it's already starting right now. I mean, is yeah. Schneider, is, it, was it Schneider making these draft picks, or was it Scott McLuhan? Because Scott right. McLuhan was, was on board with this organization those first few years. Was Scott McLuhan really making the call? So Lunch with Listeners brought to you by Other Coast Cafe. Two eight six nine five nine five one eight hundred eight two nine zero nine five zero. What is the number one or the priority for the Seahawks next week as the draft gets underway in Dallas, Texas? Mike is in Black Diamond. Mike, what are you having for lunch today? Uh, well, it depends on what's on the chef menu. I'm going to the bar in Maple Valley for some rum and coke and golden sea golf. You don't need any food. My God, Mike. Yeah, you're, you're doing it wrong. You got this... golden tea golf and rum and cola. You're set. What a good. What a great afternoon for you, Mike. Are you off work early that you've decided to, hey, I'm just going to go to the local tavern for a little golden tea and a rum and Coke? Exactly right. You know, you could ask for a bag of beer nuts, and again, you've pretty much got a full a full <laughs> meal deal there. Then, <laughs> Absolutely. All right, uh, Mike, What uh, you're having rum and Coke, and uh, it's a little golden tea. Uh, lunch is to be determined once you get to the bar. What do you think for the Seahawks? What's their priority with the draft next week? I, I think they got to trade down a bit and get some draft choices. When they say retool, I say rebuild. Doesn't matter. They need some picks. They need to get young, hungry on defense. So I think they got to get some more picks. Got to get more picks. And that was, and I appreciate the phone call, Mike. Uh, enjoy the rum and coke and golden tea at the bar there in Maple Valley. The, the draft picks was the number one. 52% right. say trade down, get picks. We've yeah. just been conditioned that that's how you do it. Now, this year, more than other years, yeah. there's some sense to that for the Hawks. They've got one of the biggest tradable pieces in the draft in Earl Thomas. I mean, he is a guy everybody, every team, I would imagine, has called. Right? What's it going to take? I mean, every it's, yeah. it's like they're talking, you want to do your due diligence. for And if you know that Earl Thomas is a guy they're dangling out there, you're going to call if you're with another team to see what the interest what's your, level what's is. What's your gut tell you? What, was he on the team on the team next week? I'm, I'm starting to think, no, I've kind of been a big believer that they should keep him, but the more, and, and you know, he, he I, I don't know what to read into. You know, the whole idea of a voluntary workout is it's voluntary, so I'm not reading a whole lot into him not being there, but... He's not there, and he has indicated he wouldn't mind getting out of here, so it makes you a little nervous. I'll go back to the phones in, in just a second. So I, I, I like to play around with people on Twitter, especially in the morning, because I, mm -hmm. I enjoy sarcasm and early morning uh, black coffee sarcasm, I like to call it. And uh, you know, I said that, I don't know, it was roughly about 7.30 this morning. Yeah, coming up on the show today, I can't decide what we want to talk about. Three hours of either Earl Thomas not participating in a voluntary workout, or we'll recap Russell Wilson's quarterback camp show on ESPN. <laughs> you can only have one; you get to choose. And the responses were un were priceless. Oh man, don't please don't do this. I'll switch it over to the grandpa station if you do this. I don't. <laughs> please, God, don't do this. Why? Why would you do it? And I'm like, I'm going to guarantee you two things today on this show, in which we've done it. And we're almost done. The two things we're not going to discuss today, right? freaking out about a veteran not going to a voluntary workout mm -hmm. and Russell Wilson interviewing college players. Yeah. 
We've avoided it. We'll continue to avoid it. Why would anyone spend their breath on Earl Thomas not showing up to a voluntary workout? Well, hey, whatever. You do you. Right. Exactly. I mean, I, it, it, again, it's right there. It's right before. It says voluntary. Yeah. Okay. It's I'm not kinda, going. It's kind of a key thing. It doesn't really need to be there. Uh, Aaron's in Issaquah. Aaron, what's for lunch today? Hey, you know, I'm doing it like uh, one of the previous cars a few days back. Uh, it's not Red Bull and Copenhagen. It's a great rock star in Copenhagen today. Oh, rock right. star in Copenhagen. There well, you we, go. We have some healthy, yeah, li- tonight, healthy listeners. It, it is the first day of my uh, vacation for the rest of the week, and I'm just loading up, getting the car ready, and I'm heading down to Lincoln City, Oregon. Oh, Lincoln. Wow. Nothing, nothing like the Oregon coast with some... Uh, some monster energy drink in a Copenhagen. There's, I'm telling you, that's a that's a great trip. Well, that'll, that'll keep you alert during the. You got, he's yeah. got to stay alert for this trip. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in here in Issaquah, so I got it. Yeah, I do work for one of the prominent uh, warehouse clubs <laughs> in the area, so I was loading up with a bunch of our products and heading out to the old local Costco. <laughs> and by, by loading up, you mean taking out the back door while nobody's looking? I mean, that's kind of what it sounds like to me. Yeah, Aaron, I mean, Come on now. Our number one code of ethics is obey the law now. Come on now. Then take care of our members. So. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Aaron. Uh, what is the number? What, what's the priority next week for the Seahawks draft, in your opinion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I think it's hilarious and someone everyone's in such a tizzy about the Earl thing, you know. Uh I think what's in order is getting our bullpen back in order for the Mariners and let's get some more people out at the ballpark. That's what I think. All right. We were only out there the other night, I'm telling you. We'll put you down as other. No, this is good. No, Aaron, because we've always established this with Lunch with Listeners. If you don't like what we've asked you, you want to steer it in a different direction, that's fine. I, I, I love it. I mean, you can you know, have more worries about the baseball team right now than Earl Thomas, and he but, didn't show up to a voluntary workout. And that's, you know, for years, you know, people would say to you, guess thanks, what's Aaron. your, yeah, thanks, man. What's your favorite sport? And I never knew how to answer that. And finally, you know, late in my career, I figured it out, and I still, I always answer the same way. My favorite sport is whatever's happening. I'm not a big off-season guy. I'm not a big draft guy. I'm not a big recruitment guy. I'm not a big... I, you know what my favorite sport is right now? The NBA and NHL playoffs yeah. and Major League Baseball. That's what soccer... Yeah. You know, Those are the things that are happening right now. That's what intrigues me. What's going to happen? Speculation. Yeah. You, you know, but you, there's a growing thirst, in, in and in especially for the draft. And I would even say this. Oh. I, I do agree. I, I like the draft. I think it's fun. Um this year, probably more than any, just because they have they're coming off a losing or not a losing right. season, but they're coming off a season in which they didn't make the playoffs, and and I think this is the biggest draft they've ever had here. I, I don't think there's any getting around that. They they need to establish another new young core of football players because that's how they built it up the first time. Right, and and I would say I would disagree with you. There's not a growing thirst. There's a th- it's yeah, a big. Right. It's been there. You know, I'm in the minority. I think, and, just, and again, I don't I don't hate the draft. I'll pay attention, but I'm like. You know, last year's a great example. We sit there, we analyze, we analyze, we analyze, they trade down, analyze, analyze, trade down, analyze. Okay, okay, they're picking this guy. Okay, and then we build it up, and then look what happened. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Last year was a bit of an extreme, I'll grant you that. But it's just, there, there's so many unknowns about this thing. I'd, I'd rather watch the known and, and of, okay, who's going to win the, and I'm the, not the game. I'm pretend to know and break down players that I've never seen, and, and then have a have a take on the air about, well, they can't draft this guy or this this position because they don't know how to evaluate this position or that's I mean, I just, I don't know. When you listen next week and Thursday and Friday, when it comes down to who do you think they should take and it comes to me, I'm going to be like, did they play in the Pac-12? Right, yeah. yeah. I will always go to the Pac-12. It just, it's like my default. Button. Have I seen this guy? Yeah, exactly. All right, Brad, 
Uh, Brad joins us. Lunch with listeners brought to you by the Other Coast Cafe. Brad, what's for lunch today? Well, I'm having some uh, leftover uh, beef brisket uh, from last night, and I uh, simmered it with uh, beer cheese sauce on pretzel rolls. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, gonna, it's pretty you're gonna, good. You're going to be in a nap later there, Brad? My, I mean, just you know, a lot of food, a smoke and a nap, and call it a day. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Hey, I... I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. Okay. I, I will tell you that they do that the Seahawks do need to draft a running back. I, we all know they're gonna trade down, but I like Geis or the or Michael or Chubb from uh, Georgia, one of those three. And then uh, um, I I just read this not too long ago that that Popovich is uh, is open to trading Kawhi, and it just breaks my heart because that's my team, and I just I'm so frustrated with that whole situation. It's just it's driving me crazy um to watch them without i think he's the best two-way player in the whole nba so it's kind of tough but uh anyways i'll take your comments off the air this is what we're here for lunch with listeners i i think again i i always you never know how many people are are really paying attention with the nba or not paying attention the tv numbers will always always tell you especially in this market that people are um it's the fastest growing sport it's through the roof in terms of popularity the first round of the playoff series they just had is the highest numbers they've ever had in five years in that first opening weekend of games this if you haven't been following the story this is the oddest story of the year in the nba right i would agree because he is the most the, he's the quietest superstar in the league right he plays in a small market but he plays for an organization that has never had something like this happen to him under Greg Popovich. Right. They've never had a, a superstar defy him right. and defy the organization. And that's exactly what's happened with Kawhi Leonard. He had a quad injury that they were secretive about in the preseason. It delayed his start to the season. And then it became a, where we're at now, the medical staff of the Spurs have cleared him and have cleared him for quite some time, but his people have not cleared him. He's not even with the team anymore. He's been in New York. Yeah. Um, and so this is something that his teammates have turned on him. Manu yeah. Ginobili has called him out. LaMarcus Aldridge has called him out. Well, and the way Pop runs that organization, if he suddenly materialized for tomorrow, is tomorrow night, whatever the next game, whenever game three is, and they need him, and he materialized and I'm ready to go, Pop would go, <laughs> you're not getting on the corner yeah, of my that's, team, Pop. I, I don't know. Yeah, you're I don't right. think he'd play him. I, I don't think so. I, I think, in, and he took a, if you were watching the post-game show the other night after after their loss, he took a, 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 a Basically, a shot at Kawhi Leonard when he was praising Lamarcus Aldridge in the press conference. Mm-hmm. He's a great guy, great teammate. He's here. He's committed. You know, someone we can basically build around. It's an odd story because Kawhi Leonard, if he wants to go to a bigger market, it's weird with him because he's not a. I don't think he's he's not a superstar in which you market around because he doesn't say anything, doesn't right. do anything. Right. Speculation around the league is he wants to be traded to the Clippers. He grew up not too far from L.A. From that, from that area, he's from LA. Mm-hmm. Went to San Diego State. Maybe they'll, they'll pull a trade off for him. Uh, but it, it it saddens me because he's an awesome player. And Brad's right; he's the best two way player in the NBA. All that being said, this happening to San Antonio, you know, they've had it pretty good down there. Right. It's okay, you get a lousy run once. You know, this is fine by me. Of all the teams, they have to have it happen to the Spurs for a while because yeah. Pop's done a great job down there of keeping those kind of distractions out. He had some potentially big distractions he was able to keep out, you know, down through the years. Hey, too bad. You got a guy who's going to be this way? Yeah. yeah you, 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 it's about time. Great lunch with listeners today brought to you by the Other Coast Cafe. That's how we do it. We'll ask you a question, but hey, this is, this is really the segment for you. You can steer the conversation any way you'd like. Let's give it to Mike. 
Mike, uh, he wins the gift card to the Other Coast Cafe. And again, go there uh, whenever you're in this fine city of Seattle. Three great locations, Ballard, Queen Anne, and Capitol Hill. All right, coming up next, the Pirate Speaks. And anytime this Pirate Speaks, it's so entertaining because it has nothing to do uh, with football. Uh, he rants about my favorite sport, and he dislikes it very much. Oh, back to Puck and the Gas Man on your home for Seattle's best NFL draft coverage. Sports Radio 950, KJR. All right, uh, we're just warming up the seat for the old mayor, Maple Valley, Ian Furness. We may have a, a quick ruling here before we get priceless audio from uh, Washington State football coach Mike mm-hmm. Leach. You know, spring football is in action. If you don't like the NFL draft, or, uh, oh, draft man, that's now not there, your cup of tea. There you go. Starting next week, we're going to break down position by position the spring football roster for Washington State. Are yeah, you down with that? I, I like, yeah, somebody was talking about this the other day, and I, I agree with it. They were talking about more in the NFL term, but I've always said I'll pay more attention to college football recruiting the first time I ever hear a coach say this. Well, here at State Tech University, we've had some great recruiting classes, and this is not one of them. This is the worst class hey. we've ever had. It'll be a miracle if any of these boys ever find the field. We're going to try and do a better job next year. I'd, just, I'd love to hear a coach just one time say, well, we're doomed. This is a horrible class. Somebody did. Did we not do this this past year? Did somebody did. It, it was the guy. It was, I'm convinced, before he got ousted. Was it not Hugh Freeze at Miss at Ole Miss? Someone did it. Did he? Where they were like, eh. Or it, was it Rich Rod before he got out and all the details of like his right. his secret diary and his tryst catalog that he likes to keep and the the circle of the triangle of of secrecy that he kept from everybody. <laughs> uh, there was a coach that basically said, "Yeah, we've had a we've had better years." I love that. And that, see, you never hear that out of anybody. Oh. Nobody ever says, "Yeah, this is really disappointing. We thought it was going to break a certain way, and it didn't." And uh, we're going to have to do our best with this. Let's get a, I, I always like a, a quick Insta poll. We can do it on 49451. We can also involve uh, the great Curtis Calhoun and the Feltia later. Um, Mike Asino, his lunch with listeners. Uh, lunch. Uh, let's go to line two. Uh, Mike is in uh, Whidbey Island, mm-hmm. lunch with listeners. Mike, what are you having for lunch today? Having uh, Last night when I got home, I made some salmon chowder. It's a terrific recipe. It's got a little bacon, some onion. Uh, scallions, actually, a uh, corn, uh, some some cream. It's delicious and and fresh salmon, of course. Yeah. One of the recipes actually calls for canned salmon. I'm like, well, all right, I'm not living in Indiana anymore, so I'll go out and get some fresh. So I went out and caught a couple of salmon out in Admiralty Inlet and brought them in and cleaned them and and chummed them and and uh, no, and then put them in the blender. And, <laughs> uh, and and so so it's it's uh, it's salmon, uh, salmon chowder. chowder. Yeah, exactly. And you warmed it up in the work in the office. Microwave. Well, it was because was, uh, what we do with with the leftover soup is freeze it usually. That way, it won't spill all over your bag on the way into work. Okay. And then and then you take it and you heat it up in the microwave. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's always been a rule at the office that you don't heat up fish. I talked to the two people who were right out here, and I asked them, and they said they thought it was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard. Now, I agree. If it's yeah. a leftover slab of halibut. But if it's mixed in with soup, does that change the element? It does. does. Change That's the fair. dynamic. changes okay. everything. Absolutely. Do you smell a lot of fish in here tonight? I don't. I smell. I would. I uh, honestly would smell more of the bacon than I yeah, smell sure, of the fish. Of course. I, I did a quick survey, and nine out of nine people surveyed said heating up bacon in the microwave was a good plan. Well, but thought. there's also fish, so I'll just... Of the first ten people, they can respond. Uh, Jackson, what do you think? Is it okay to to heat up at the at the work 
a uh, a salmon chowder. One hundred percent, yes, of okay. course. Okay, absolutely. Of course, yeah. It's, it's a, a chowder. It's, okay. a, it's almost like he's saying that's a dumb question. I'm, I'm, not, even, dumb I'm, question. Not, even, I'm not saying I disagree. I'm you just know, asking. Gas for a moment. It, this is what he does, by the way. Mm-hmm. He no, picks I'm out just a certain asking. thing and, and says and says that that what you're doing is wrong. That's no. fine. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. What you're doing is not wrong. One of the first responses was, "You wasted fresh salmon and chowder." Well, it's <laughs> good that way. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, that, that's exactly what happened. All right, I'm just curious the the ruling. I you know, I mean, I guess I guess it does change the di- now. If you had a piece of salmon, would you warm it up in the microwave at work? I don't think so. I don't because I, I I would not bring in like if I have leftover salmon, it's almost got to be in the scrambled eggs the next morning. I, I'm not a big guy. Let's okay. let this sit around for a day and then eat it I'd later. I like to use leftover salmon for salmon cakes. Salmon cakes are good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's that's all right. Uh, the next one is that no, we we must send you to the pit of misery. I got, well, okay, as long as there's no Bud Light involved, right, I'll me, be fine. Me, all right, before we as the uh, text roll in on the Heritage Distilling text line. All right, uh, you're going to love. I, I know you, you're kind of, at times, lukewarm on, on Mike Leach, the head football coach over at Washington Ooh, the State. the Pirates? Yeah, but I think you and Mike Leach right now, uh-huh. You you agree on something when it comes to this particular sports story time with uh, head Cougars football coach Mike Leach. That's another reason I wouldn't be on a committee. You have to golf a lot. I don't <laughs> golf enough to be on a committee. Is there a reason you like it? Because it's boring. <laughs> because it's boring. Because I don't care where that ball goes. Um, my family I like golf. My dad and brother both like golf a lot. And they would drive around, and you know, you'd be on some road trip, drive, you know, trying to get somewhere. And of course, they'd have their clubs in the trunk, you know. Oh, well, this is a, a nice little golf course. Well, maybe we could just hit nine. Well, it wouldn't take long. Let's go really fast. Well, end up hitting eighteen, and pretty soon I'm just, you know, reading the same magazine over and over again. And <laughs> I, you know, no, it's because uh, it's, uh, it, you know, everybody says, well, we'll go talk about something on the golf course. You don't talk about nothing. Here's what you talk about. You say. Okay, here's what, here's, what, here's what golfers talk about. And, and, and Jonathan Winters, a, a great comedian, Jonathan had a really good point. All over the place. He says, you know what? He says, um, golfers, he says, they're always going like this. They're always going like this. They're always practicing their swing. He says, you know, I fish a lot. He goes, you know what? But you know what I never do? I never, just as I'm sitting in front of a TV or walking through the <laughs> living room, go. He goes, I never do that. And well, so what they do is they'll line up over the ball. They'll describe something that you know they're going to do with a club and a ball that you can't do with a sniper rifle and a scope. They're going to hit that ball to a spot that you can't hit with a sniper rifle and a scope. But they're going to do it with a stick and a ball. They'll say, okay, if I just back off on my left, if I put a little more weight on my right, if I do this, the ball will go right there. No, it won't. I mean, it, it, it might be a good shot. It might be a great shot. It's not going to go there. And then as, they, then as they're going up to the ball, well, if I would have done this, and if this finger was different, and this hand was different, and this grip was different, uh, then the ball would have gone right there. Well, no, it wouldn't have. It would have gone somewhere else, but it wouldn't have gone right there. <laughs> and then and so it goes all the time. Nobody talks about anything. And, you know, golf's pretty much uh, for people that, uh, that uh, don't swear effectively enough or need practice at it. And so, I mean, and there are those that need golf. There you go. No way. You so and Mike Leach. No, I'm not an anti-golf no, guy. I would like to stop. Would yeah. ju- if you're driving somewhere and say, let's stop and play, oh, okay, that sounds like a good use of time. Because no, unlike Coach Leach, I like playing golf. Oh. I don't play as much as I used to, and I wish I did. God, I, I just, I'm not a big fan of watching it on TV. Yeah. I just, I, I, but, Boy, but, does he have a comment on anything. 
Man, God and, bless you, you know what though? That Sprinkle was Lena Jonathan Winters. That was uncharacteristically curmudgeonly of him. He didn't have much humor. Normally, he offers a few yeah. humorous insights. Yeah. He was really just anti golf. There, he has some severe scars oh. from his days as a kid at his dad and his brother stopping to play golf while he sat in the clubhouse and read a magazine. Oh. He has got something. We may, I may have to play another one tomorrow. You know what that tells he did, me? He did one last week about following a raccoon. Right, I've heard that's fantastic. <laughs> you know what this, this thing tells me? When you go back and listen to it again, tell me if you don't agree with this. He was a lousy golfer. He went out with his dad and his brother oh, once sure. and stunk at it. And Because uh, there's people you talk to say, you ever play golf? No. Well, you, you know, because even if you're if you're even halfway average at it, it becomes something you want to keep trying to see if you can give it. But if you're really, really lousy, like, I'm never going out there again. And and there's people that are wired that way. If they can't be the best at something, they won't keep doing it. Uh, let's see. Definitely no. You can't heat up fish, or even if it's in a soup. Okay to heat up the fish as long as Puckett leaves his shoes on. I don't take my shoes off. Remember that you cut your toenails at the office. Oh, I that did one cut day. my toenails at work. Yeah. I and admit I said that was wrong. Uh, yeah. Uh, hell no, no fish chowder. Yes, fish no. Uh, heating up any heating up any fish dish in a microwave is part of Gas's contract. Uh, there you go. No to the pit of misery. We uh, we did that one as well. No wasted fresh salmon in a chowder. Lame. There we go. I don't know. A lot of people anti-gas having chowder. Puckett has had this heating up dish, uh, heating up fish in the office debate more than once. Oh yeah, and I'll plenty more times. Yeah, look, I'm saying if and I, I didn't say I, I I I would say you heating up your salmon chowder. I don't smell any fish. Right. If Coach Stottlemyre dropped by with a big stinky river trout, and I'm like, hey, let's heat that sucker up and have some trout for lunch, I'm, I've, I've realized I'm now violating some protocol. I get that. A chowder. You guys are out of your mind if you think this is a dumb idea. This is actually a very good use of, uh, of, of chowder. Well, you know who knows everything about fishing and uh, proper office etiquette? The mayor of Maple Valley. We'll find out what's happening on his show next, and he can weigh in on this topic. Radio. Now back to Puck and the Gas Man on your home for Seattle's best NFL draft coverage. Sports Radio 950 KJR. All right, the mayor of Maple Valley is here. You know what? We only spent one segment on it, uh, praising uh, old Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler. Then Ian comes in here and goes, oh, did you see what uh, your Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler uh, said today in a statement? Because we're talking about uh, MLB expansion. A lot of uh-huh. It's the, the, a lot of... Um, News is in, in has been coming out of Portland about expansion. We played the cut from this summer from Rob Manford uh, and also John Stant, Mayor and CEO. And I'm just going to tell you, I mean, it doesn't you don't got to connect the dots. I'm going to maybe I'm wrong. The mayors aren't going to want a team in Portland. Oh. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Oh, I heard they, your discussion. They're not oh. going to want it to happen. And I, and I get it from a business standpoint. Yeah. I totally understand. I, I don't because their business is fine. Yeah. Their business yeah. is fine. But they, they, they don't they are... want them coming up here. Right, I get that. But for, if you want to say from a business standpoint, their business is you, fine. Well, you can you can argue, and I don't know what it is, because when, when we were in there, when I got there, I got there fall of 02 and 03 is when they started the push for the Expo. Yeah, remember that? So yeah. so you you and I were there, or, well, yeah, you, we were, we're both there, there for Yeah, that. yeah, and, and they, they pushed hard for the Expos, and the, the feeling in town was there was pushback on two fronts. One would be, um, as Puck would call them, the hippies. Uh, <laughs> they are, They're, and God bless them. And I've got a lot of hippie qualities. You know, I mean, um, I, I acknowledge I but, got a beard, long hair, and I drive a VW van. But my God, Port, you think Seattle is bad with the tight jeans and the single speed bikes and everything? Yeah. We got to have a comment about everything. Portland's a thousand times worse. But they, and I love was, it. That was the one pushback. The other pushback was, and it was kind of a dual one under the like kind of the undercurrent. One would be the baseball team up here, mm-hmm. which at the time had the Fox Sports Rock or Hot Fox Sports uh, Northwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. 
And the other one was there was a quiet thought under the table that Vulcan slash Paul Allen and the Blazers weren't too thrilled about the competition either. Yeah, right. That, that, ironic, that, I, that I'd buy. Now, how, how ironic is that strange, Bedfellows yeah. Mariners and a, and a basketball team not wanting competition? So <laughs> so the mayor releases a statement today. Yeah. Ted and this Wheeler. this is Brian Wheeler? This is Brian Wheeler. This is Ted. This is his older brother. He's got a down. He's got, and, he's got and, and Brian Wheeler said today, it's no. Ted says, it's easy to see why Portland would be an attractive option for Major League Baseball. We're a growing, mark, a growing media market with a booming economy and a rich history of local baseball, but any path that leads from today to opening day is a long one. My focus continues to be on addressing our city's immediate challenges. Wait, wait. Here come, wait, wait for it. Wait for it. Here come the hippies. Creating more housing, helping those experiencing homelessness, and maintaining a safe, livable city. It's my belief that city resources should be directed to those or to these priorities. We will continue to watch the Portland Diamond Project proposal as it develops. Now, for people who are following the story, according to the group, the guy that's leading it, the, the former Nike executive, there's no public money. No. It's all privately financed. Mm-hmm. So we're not stealing money from the homeless, not stealing money from the schools, we're not stealing money from building bridges and roads, because they have a bond that when you and I were down there, that was passed in 2003, they have a $150 million bond that they still can use today that will be paid off by the taxes on players visiting Portland. Yes, you lived in the city for a long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you were a a tax-paying individual up in Magnolia, did you always think, boy, it was either or? Either I'm going to have pro sports or I'm going to cure homelessness. No, I've always (laughs) said, look, it's the easiest thing in the world to say a great city can, can... can try to do it all. Yeah. Why can't a great? Wait, for, are we a great city? Yeah. Well, let's let's try and do everything. And I, I realize, look, that's a little Pollyanna-ish. I realize there sure. is a limited, but but I don't think we should have to choose. I say, hey, let's let's try and and you know that was the the whole the whole thing. You know, the big argument about Safeco Field. It's like, no, let's let's do this, and then let's also try and. What, a, somebody fight, what a fight that was. I mean, yeah. and that was, yeah. you know, before social media and everything else came into yeah. play. And and I mean, you were you and, and others were at the forefront of that. And I think that I mean, how many times did you hear that? Boy, we've got other problems in the city, right? And and I think I think I'm right on this. The uh, and if I'm not, you can fix it in post production. Um, we do a lot uh, of that here. The the uh, um, Safeco Field, the 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 whole tax mechanism to do it, uh, sunset it early. Yeah. Uh, they actually pay, paid it off with yeah. interest. I mean, the, this is a this is that rare deal. Now, granted, it was a ton of money, ton of money. But I, I'm pretty sure there was an ROI on that, a positive ROI for for the money invested, and you know. So at the end of the day, it turned out to be you know, the people say, "Oh, they ran the ballpark down our throat." Well, would you rather not have a baseball team because well, that can happen? Isn't part of the waterfront uh, renovation? The, I think the, so. The, the little the little museum thing by the mm-hmm. old spaghetti factory that no longer exists wasn't that part of it? And all that. I, 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 I think I, I, I think all in all, and if, if somebody wants to dispute that, that's fine. I mean, as far as I know. This has been. This was a project that, in the in the end, really was those, a, a, a big those, plus. Those that would dispute are listening to NPR right now. Uh, so. As I, as our former coworker, good friend Isaac Romp would say, because Isaac doesn't tweet a lot, and he's got, and I'm reading his timeline. He's going off right now. Who worked down at 1080 The Fan? You can follow him uh, on Twitter at iromp. Uh, Ted Wheeler's reluctance to embrace uh, Major League Baseball to Portland comes from the fact that he knows the big liberal money players he needs to get him to Salem don't care about Major League Baseball. Uh, stadium politics. There There's nothing more fun. God, it's fun. Well, it feels The city little... deserves it. I hope the city gets it because yeah. it would be great for that well, city. Well, I heard what you guys did. I know we got to go. I, I think all those things come into play. I think more so than ever before. They used to say 10% of the fan base came up here for games. Mm-hmm. I think more important now is the Root TV contract. The Root yep. TV deal is yep. big. I think it would be awesome if they could pull this off and i still think portland's going to be used as a way for oakland to get a new stadium because they've never had leverage like that in oakland 
But I would rather see a National League yep. team end up in Portland anyway, because I think then I think the rivalry then would really grow. I think it'd be fun to go down when the Mariners are on their interleague trip down to Portland. Let's go down and see some National League baseball. And vice versa. And vice versa. Yeah, I, I think that'd be great if it could happen. Uh, real quickly, uh, what's coming up on your show today? We're going to uh, continue our position-by-position breakdown. Wide receivers, which I think I heard your poll question. I would vote there. Might be the biggest need, even though they made some acquisitions in the offseason. we got to tell you about. We'll do that. And, uh, Puck, I'm going to answer your question. You asked about how many guys are left from every draft. I've already broken all that down. Yeah. Perfect. Every wow. draft, uh, how many guys are left over out of the 77 picks they've Coming made. up on the show, uh, we'll, we'll be at Jimmy's on first tomorrow for the show getting drunk, so come on by and say Beautiful. hi. Curtis Crabtree will join us at 11 o'clock at some point. M's reliever Nick Vincent and comedian Craig Gass will stop on by. He's got a show uh, coming up this weekend. So come by, get drunk with Gass and I at Jimmy's on first tomorrow. No shirt, no shoes, no dives. Anybody like to smoke some pump? I was born. I was born to lick your face. I was born to rub you. But you were born to rub me first. What do you need my desk for? We'd like to send out a mailer. Mother of mercy, I don't speak Japanese! <laughs>